Shock. Shock is a life-threatening manifestation of circulatory failure. Circulatory shock leads to cellular and tissue hypoxia, resulting in cellular death and dysfunction of vital organs. Effects of shock are reversible in the early stages, and delay in the diagnosis or, and or timely initiation of treatment can lead to irreversible changes, including multi-organ multi -organ failure and death. Etiology. Shock is characterized by decreased oxygen delivery and or increased oxygen consumption or inadequate oxygen utilization leading to cellular and tissue hypoxia. It is a life-threatening condition of circulatory failure and most commonly manifested as hypotension, systolic blood pressure less than 90 millimeters of mercury or a mean arterial pressure less than 65 millimeters of mercury. Shock is the final manifestation of a complex list of etiologies and could be fatal without timely management. There are four broad categories of shock, that distributive, hypovolemic, cardiogenic, and obstructive. The wide range of etiologies can contribute to each of these categories and are manifested by the final outcome of shock. Undifferentiated shock means that the diagnosis of shock has been made. However, the underlying etiology has not been uncovered. Distributive shock, characterized by peripheral vasodilation. Types of distributive shock include septic shock. Sepsis is defined as life-threatening organ dysfunction resulting from dysregulated host response to infection. Septic shock is a subset of sepsis with severe circulatory, cellular, and metabolic abnormalities resulting in tissue hypoperfusion manifested as hypotension, which requires vasopressor therapy and elevated lactate levels. The most common pathogens associated with sepsis and septic shock in the United States are gram-negative bacteria, including streptococcal pneumonia and enterococcus. Systemic Inflammatory Response Syndrome Systemic Inflammatory Response Syndrome is a clinical syndrome of vigorous inflammatory response caused by either infectious or non-infectious causes. Infectious causes include pathogens such as gram-negative, most common, and gram-negative, Gram-positive and gram-negative bacteria, fungi, viral infections, uh, parasitic, uh, ricocidal, ricocidal infections, non-infections causes the uh, causes of systemic inflammatory response syndrome include, but are not limited to, pancreatitis, burns, fat embolism, air embolism, and amniotic fluid embolism. Anaphylactic shock. Anaphylactic shock is a clinical syndrome of severe hypersensitivity reaction mediated by immunoglobulin E resulting in cardiovascular collapse and respiratory distress due to bronchospasm. The immediate hypersensitivity reactions can occur within seconds to minutes after the presentation of the inciting antigen. Common allergens include drugs, food, insect stings, and latex. Neurogenic shock can occur in the setting of trauma to the spinal cord or brain. The underlying mechanism is the disruption of the autonomic pathway resulting in decreased vascular resistance and changes in vagal tone. Hypovolemic shock. Hypovolemic shock is characterized by decreased intravascular volume and increased systemic venous assistance. Compensatory, the, uh, the compensatory, the mechanism to maintain perfusion in the early stages of shock. In later stages of shock, due to progressive volume depletion, cardiac output also decreases and manifests as hypotension. Hypovolemic shock divides into two broad subtypes, hemorrhagic and non-hemorrhagic. Common causes of hemorrhagic hypovolemic shock include gastrointestinal bleeding, 
vascular etiologies such as ruptured abdominal aortic aneurysm, spontaneous bleeding in the setting of an anticoagulant, common causes of non-hemorrhagic uh, hypovolemic shock include GI losses, renal losses, skin losses, insensible losses from burns, third space loss in the study of pancreatitis cirrhosis and intestinal obstruction and trauma, cardiogenic shock due to intracardiac causes due to decreased cardiac output and systemic hypoperfusion. Different types of etiologies contributing to cardiogenic shock include Cardiomyopathies acute, uh, include acute myocardial infarction acting affecting more than 40% of the left ventricle. Acute myocardial infarction in the setting of a vessel, the multivessel coronary artery disease. Right ventricular myocardial infarction, fulminant dilated cardiomyopathy, cardiac arrest, and myocarditis. Arrhythmias, both tachy and bradydysrhythmias. Mechanical, severe aortic insufficiency, severe mitral insufficiency, rupture of papillary muscle papillary muscles or chordae tendine, tendine uh, trauma rupture of ventricular free wall aneurysm. Obstructive shock, mostly due to extra cardiac causes leading to decrease in left ventricular cardiac output. Pulmonary vascular, due to impaired blood flow from the right heart to the left heart. Examples include hemodynamically significant pulmonary embolism, severe pulmonary hypertension. Mechanical, impaired Filling of the right heart due to decreased venous return to the right heart due to extrinsic compression. Examples of ten, uh, examples include tension pneumothorax, pericardial tamponade, restrictive cardiomyopathy, and constrictive pericarditis. Epidemiology: Distributive shock is the most common type of shock, followed by hypovolemic and cardiogenic shock. Obstructive shock is relatively less common. The most common type of distributive shock is septic shock and has a mortality rate between 40 and 50%. Pathophysiology. Hypoxia at the cellular level causes a series of physiologic and biochemical changes resulting in acidosis and a decrease in regional blood flow which further worsens the tissue hypoxia. In hypovolemic, obstructive, and cardiogenic shock there's a decrease in cardiac output and decrease in oxygen transport. In distributive shock there's a decrease in peripheral vascular resistance and abnormal oxygen extraction. Excitement is a spectrum of physiologic changes ranging from early stages which are reversible to the final stage which are irreversible with multi-organ failure and death. Generally shock has the following three stages. Pre-shock or compensated shock. As the name suggests the stage is characterized by comp compensatory mechanisms to counter the decrease in tissue perfusion including tachycardia, peripheral vasoconstriction and changes in systemic blood pressure. Shock or decompensated shock. During this stage, most of the classic signs and symptoms of shock appear due to early organ dysfunction resulting from the progression of pre-shock shock stage as the compensatory mechanisms become insufficient. In organ dysfunction or decompensated shock. This is the, st this is the final stage of shock leading to irreversible organ dysfunction or multi-organ failure and death. History and physical. A focused history should be obtained from the patient, if feasible, and or the patient's relatives. Also, a review of the patient's outpatient medical records, information regarding risk factors, medications, and a trend of baseline vital signs, including blood pressure, as well as hospital uh, medical records, could give valuable clues regarding the patient's risk for shock and potential 
etiology. Clinical features and symptoms can vary according to the type and stage of shock. The most common clinical feature labs which are suggestive of shock include hypotension, tachycardia, tachypnea, obtundation or of normal mental status, cold, clammy skin, extremities, mottled skin, oliguria, metabolic acidosis, and hyperlactosemia. Also, features pertaining to the underlying cause of shock can be present. Patients with hypovolemic shock have general features as mentioned above, as well as evidence of orthostatic hypotension, pallor, flattened jugular venous pulsations, may have a sequelae of chronic liver disease in the case of variceal bleeding. Patients with septic shock may present with symptoms suggestive of the source of infection. Example, skin manifestations of primary infection, such as cellular necrotizing soft tissue infections and cutaneous manifestations of infective endocarditis. Patients with anaphylactic shock can have hypotension, flushing, urticaria, tachypnea, hoarseness of voice, oral and facial edema, hives, wheezing, inspiratory strider, and history of exposure to common allergens such as medications or, or, or food items that the patient is allergic to or bee stings. Tension pneumothorax should always be suspected in a patient with undifferentiated shock who has tachypnea, unilateral pleuritic chest pain, absent or diminished breath sounds, tracheal deviation to the normal side, distended neck veins, and also has pertinent risk factors for tension pneumothorax, such as recent trauma, mechanical ventilation, underlying cystic lung disease. In a patient with undifferentiated shock, diagnostic clues to pericardial tamponade as the, e as the etiology include dyspnea, the Beck triad, pulses, paradoxus, and other known risk factors such as trauma, the recent history of pericardial effusion, and thoracic procedures. Cardiogenic shock should be considered as the etiology of the patient with undifferentiated shock had chest pain suggestive of cardiac origin, narrow pulse pressure, elevated jugular venous pulsations or lung crackles, and significant arrhythmias on telemetry or EKG. Evaluation. Resuscitation should not delay the investigation uh, of the etiology of undifferentiated shock. Physicians should have a high clinical suspicion for the presence of shock and an attempt to stratify, stratify the severity of the shock should also take place to assess the need for emergent early interventions. Evaluation of undifferentiated shock should begin with through history and physical examination. Besides telemetry monitoring, a 12-lead electrocardiogram should be obtained. ECGs show evidence of acute coronary syndrome, arrhythmias, and provide diagnostic clues suggestive of pericardial effusion and pulmonary embolism. Treatment and management. The initial approach to management is the stabilization of the airway and breathing with oxygen and oral mechanical ventilation when needed. Peripheral IV or intraosseous infusion should be obtained. Immediate treatment with intravenous fluid should be initiated, followed by vasopressor therapy, if needed, to maintain tissue perfusion. De depending upon the underlying etiology of shock, specific therapies might also be needed. Septic shock. Initial aggressive fluid resuscitation with IV isotonic crystalloids, 30 milliliters per kilogram, within three hours with additional fluid based on frequent reassessment. Empiric antibiotic therapy set within one hour. Anaphylactic shock. Aggressive IV fluid resuscitation with 2 liters of IV crystalloids. Stop the offending agent, intramuscular epinephrine, antihistamines, corticosteroids, and nebulized albuterol. 
Hypovolemic shock. Obtain two large bore IVs or, or central line. Place the patient at Trandelenburg. Aggressive IV resuscitation with two liters of isotonic crystalloids. Pack red blood transfusion if ongoing bleed. Appropriate medical or interventional strategies to, to treat the underlying etiology. Obstructive shock. The judicious use of IV crystalloids. Continue IV fluids but monitor very closely. If a massive pulmonary embolism, thromb thrombolysis, judicious use of IV fluids has a paradoxical worsening of hypotension. It may develop uh, due to severe tight ventricular dilatation and septal bowing compromising the left ventricular filling. If tension pneumothorax, needle thoracotomy followed by a tube thoracotomy. If cardiac tamponade, pericardial sententious, significant clinical improvement is possible even with minimal fluid re removal. Cardiogenic shock. If unstable tachycardia or bradycardia, initiate ACLS protocol and cardioversion. Judicious use of IV fluids in the absence of pulmonary edema. Pearls. Shock is a clinical man manifestation of circulatory failure and is associated with high morbidity and mortality. There are broadly four types of shock, distributive, cardiogenic, hypovolemic, and obstructive. An accurate diagnosis requires a good understanding of underlying pathophysiology, clinical, biochemical, and hemodynamic manifestations of the different types of shock. Serum lactate level is a useful risk stratification tool in managing undifferentiated shock. Timely diagnosis and initiation of appropriate therapy are of paramount importance as it can prevent progression to the reversible shock, multi-organ failure, and death. Treatment includes hemodynamic stabilization and correction of underlying etiology of shock.